Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there, and welcome to Game Changers, a personal branding and business podcast about extraordinary people who are changing the world. I'm your host, Erin May Henry, and my mission is to help entrepreneurs become known online so that they can share their message with more people and build the empire that changes their lives. On this podcast, I interview up-and-coming thought leaders so that together we can teach you the tools and strategies you need to take the next step on your own personal branding journey. Covering everything from money to mindset, social media to speaking, and confidence to content, Every episode will leave you empowered and full of ideas on how you can shape your industry rather than just be a part of it. Now, let's get into today's Game Changer Chat. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Game Changers. I don't even want to sit here and talk to you for very long because I'm so excited about today's episode. So I sat down with one of my honestly favorite people in the world, Ruby Lee from Ruby Lee Co. She's an incredible entrepreneur. She is a side hustle coach, helping early stage entrepreneurs take their ideas and build the business of their dreams alongside working a nine to five. She truly is just an epitome of exactly what it takes to turn your passion into something amazing. And honestly, I have loved watching her journey so much. It's such an honor to not only be inspired by her, but to be able to also call her a friend. So without further ado, as I said, I don't want to spend too much time taking you away from this incredible interview. Let's jump in to chatting with Ruby Lee. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Game Changers. I am so, and I mean so, so, so incredibly excited to be sitting here with my dear friend, Ruby Lee. Ah! If you follow me, you probably have seen Ruby because we've just been hanging out nonstop recently. We have become such good friends. I am so, so, so excited to introduce her to all of you because she has such an inspiring story as well. Thank you so much for coming. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me on your podcast, Erin. This is so cool. I have the biggest smile on my face right now. <laughs> uh, we just did an episode on Ruby's podcast, um, spoke all about YouTube and everything. And Ruby was telling you know a funny story, kind of how we met back in the day. She was um, a subscriber on YouTube, which is absolutely amazing. And then just over time, we have become such good friends. So Let's just get it straight. I was stalking you for about 12 months. (laughs) It definitely wasn't like, oh my God, I can't believe we met. I totally was like over the top manifesting meeting you. (laughs) I love that. We actually, um, Ruby was telling a story about how well, I'll let you tell the story of the Gary V story. Oh, so I went to this Gary V conference in 2017 
And I knew Erin was there. I mean, I had bought tickets separately, not because you were there, because that would be really stalkerish. But I did actually want to see Gary Vee. However, I was more excited to see Erin. And Erin was like a couple of rows ahead of me. And I knew it was Erin because I saw on her Instagram stories that she was going to be there. And she was wearing this really beautiful, like sparkly blazer. Do you still have that, by the yeah. way? Oh. Do you know, can I just interject for a second? Not a lot of people will know this. <laughs> That sparkly blazer is very intentional. So I actually, I bought it because I liked it, but I wear that often to big events because it stands out in a crowd. So if I were to ask a question or if I was to have a conversation with someone, I don't have business cards or anything. You know, they're going to remember me and the conversation we have because of that jacket. I need one of those. And I think that's it's a really important thing. You know, if you want to stand out in a crowd, stand out in a crowd. Like yes. you, you can either blow them away with your intelligence or anything like that. But if like people might meet 10 people in a night, who do you think they're going to remember? The four people wearing a black dress or the one woman who's wearing, you know, a bright pink. And I mean, like, literally this looks like it's pulled out of RuPaul's closet. Like, it's like <laughs> a bright, sparkly, full-blown sequin jacket. Obviously, I don't I, I don't coast by the jacket. But if I have an interesting conversation with someone and I want to chase up, like, have you know, reach out to them afterwards, be like, hey, I was wearing a sparkly jacket. They're going to remember, you know. Oh, I mean? so, God. And that is exactly what happened because where you were sitting as well, the light was shining right down on your jacket. It was, like glistening you were just like a glittering disco ball and I was like oh my god I need to go say say hi to Erin you guys I chickened out because I I now know what that feels like to be on the other side of it but I would chickened out so bad and then I don't know months and months later I ended up reaching out to you on Instagram and having a chat to you there And oh, one thing after another, and now we're Rest literally like business besties. I know, I love so it good. so much. I love it so. I think there's just such an important lesson. Obviously, guys, we have so much in store for you today to help you grow your businesses. Don't worry. But on a networking side of things, I think this is a really important lesson because so often we look at people online, whether they live in the same country, state, whatever as us, and we just assume that never a relationship will never be built you know I've seen so many people say oh, I love this person's content I love you know their their channel their podcast and I said why don't you reach out to them oh because they would never notice me or anything like that and it's just how do you know yeah just because someone has totally. a certain level of followers or influence or business growth it doesn't mean that they're not just another human being and yes sometimes the timing won't be right or it just won't be the right situation for either party but how do you know unless you try reach out to someone so if you are listening I think this is such an awesome story because you know Ruby could have just assumed or you know what's the point like what's the point even trying but through conversation now here we are literally hanging out all the time and I adore Ruby like adore her like literally consider her to be one of my closest friends in and outside of business and that purely just comes from her saying Hey. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, I get a ton of responses, uh, well, questions more so on LinkedIn, which we're going to talk about today, but a lot on LinkedIn and a lot of people will be like, you'll probably never, ever see this, yeah. but, or I know you're really, really busy and I know you probably won't have time, but I thought I would try anyway. And it's honestly, I do see them yeah. and I respond to every single one of them. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's such a big thing, I think, now, especially with, you know, I think back in 
even like two years ago, it was like social media is the doom of all human connection. When in fact, it's been the catalyst to, for us anyway, we're from Melbourne, Australia, but we have clients and friends all over the world now because we've been able to connect with people globally. That's amazing. Massively. And I know I've spoken about this story quite a bit on the podcast as well, but even my friend Natasha, uh, you know, she didn't have a large following I actually reached out to her like even I had a like large following so again I just want to show it's not about the numbers but I just loved the way her brand looked and I was like nervous same thing I was like trying to slide in this girl's dance I was asking my fiance what should I write I don't know how to reach out to anyone but it's like you never know who's watching you you never know you know just just go for it guys just start the conversation if it doesn't work it's not personal because the person doesn't know you but all you can do is try. If there's someone you want to be friends with, someone you want to connect with, network with, collaborate with, you know, joint venture with, whatever, all you can do is try. Reach out. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. That was such a long ramble before we've even introduced you. No, but we just like gave out like five golden nuggets and we'll have our inboxes full of people saying hello now. I know. I love it. I welcome it. Honestly, you'll, Same. Just, you'll just get a video back there. Um, but anyway, so for everyone who is listening who maybe hasn't met you before, can you give us your background? What is it that you do? Where did you start? All of the fun stuff like that. Sure. So I am a side hustle coach. And what that means is that I have such a heart and a passion for super early stage entrepreneurs. Those of you that might be working currently in a nine to five, or you might be full-time studying. I love playing in that space where you start to think about an idea and you dare to believe that it can become a business. So I often say I love activating personal and um, purpose-led side hustles, which will, I know in huge faith, it'll end up being that very business that gives you a life of freedom and choice. The reason why I'm so passionate about it is because I was a side hustler for three and a half years. My background in corporate was in HR and recruitment. And I did that for over 10 years, you guys. Like it was something that I actually really enjoyed. I I never hated my day job. I'm not part of the anti nine to five club at all. I actually honor and respect the time that I had in there. But I also realized that more than ever, we live in an age of entrepreneurship and we're able to start purpose-led businesses, even if it means that, you know, you're not watching as many Netflix series, you don't sleep as much some days, not all the time, but some days, because you feel so called to starting a business that you know can help others. So today I have an online coaching platform. I create programs and digital courses. I'm a keynote speaker. I have a podcast. So all of this has really come into play. Uh, As of this recording, I'm about eight months into starting my business full time so it hasn't been that long but it has just been such an absolute ride so I just want to ask a question and I just want to get your thoughts on this because I think you've been able to create success relatively quickly in 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 the scheme of things you know Um, obviously it's a long time because you had those three years where you're still working corporate but since going all in you know you've been able to create massive success opportunities all over the space Something from an observer from the outside that I feel contributed to the success was the specificity of what you do. Do you agree with that? Like rather than just being a business coach, really positioning yourself where nobody else is really doing this. Not that I know anyway, I've never really seen anyone else doing the side hustle coach. Like, would you say that that's contributed to your success just choosing that one thing and becoming known for that? Yes, I think it is. And, you know, we're talking about this before. It was not 
a strategy. Yeah. It was definitely that. really born from intuition that this is something that I really sought when I was side hustling. There seemed to be a lot of career coaches helping you basically go from one corporate job to another corporate job. Or if you wanted to become an entrepreneur, there were a lot of business coaches who were already earning like five figure months consistently. And that to me at the time was just such a big leap. I'm like, I need someone to help me work out whether I do take the side hustle to main hustle leap, or I need someone to just help me talk about how to balance both because that's what I want right now. And there just wasn't anyone out there who got it. Like I'd sit down, I'd hire a career coach. I'd talk to them about starting a business and they'd be like, oh yeah, I mean, like if you want to do that, you, yeah. you should totally do that. Go all in. And then business coaches would be like, well, you should just quit your day job because it's so awesome being an entrepreneur, which I would totally be like, yeah, that's so true. But in saying that, it, there just was no middle ground. Yeah. 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 I love that. And honestly, for anyone listening, it's such an important lesson because I do think the best businesses and the best brands are born out of necessity. Like it's born out of often something we just need in our day-to-day lives. And if you're sitting there as maybe someone who's a new entrepreneur, a side hustler, and you're trying to find that thing that's going to help you to become known, help you to have a successful business what do you need? What do you need? What does the version of you two years ago, what would that version of you need? Um, I think it's so important when we can really think about those gaps in the market and when you can create something, then you've got something truly, truly special. Yeah, and a lot of people will write in, yeah. speaking of sliding into DMs, <laughs> will write in, in in my Instagram page especially and just say, oh my God, I've never come across someone like you and your content. It's speaking to me. How did you know I was yeah, thinking this? I'm like, because yeah. girl, I was thinking this just about 12 months ago and I know how you feel. Feel. Yeah. And often when you can feel into that and it becomes your purpose-led work, you can speak to not just one, 10, 20, you speak to thousands of people. So on that, do you intentionally, when you create content, when you build things for your business, is resonating with your audience, being that voice inside their head, something you truly think about? Or do you think it just comes intuitively because I know a lot of people do the, the the client avatar exercises and you know really trying to do the research to understand better how to speak to their audience but I don't know it seems very intuitive yeah well I did do the client avatar thing when I started and the client avatar was me yeah that it wasn't that. someone else that I had made up or wishing and hoping for it was me two and a half years ago when I was at the height of trying to just gain clarity in what the hell the reason was I wanted to start a business you know and sometimes people think oh you want to start a business and you want to escape nine to five because you hate your job but that wasn't the case for me so I was like that's my avatar but the other thing as well is I am looking at the moment at the I call it the own your hustle member answers and these are just basically responses that my Facebook group give to me when I ask them why they want to join the group right and so it's literally like look at this like how many there's so many responses and it just keeps going and so yes a lot of it is intuitive because in reading this I go oh yeah yeah oh totally get it so you know it'll be things like one answer is procrastination keeps me away from really implementing what I'm passionate about yep Yep. I can totally (laughs) relate to that 
I want to keep myself accountable and I want to have more self-discipline whilst managing my nine to five. Yep, totally. Um, I want to learn how to grow on LinkedIn whilst being employed nine to five, but also wanting to make sales for my side hustle. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Pin drop moment. Totally there with you. So a lot of this is not surprising. Yeah. And yes, it's intuitive. But these are in, like, I guess, the phrases of the words of what my uh, my community is saying to me. So it's kind of twofold. Do you know, I think that's obviously such an epic exercise that you do there, but something you like might not have even realized, well, what I pulled out of that really was you were going through struggles per se at the time, like what am I supposed to do with this side hustle? How do I manage my time? In the moment of those struggles, it doesn't feel like this is one day going to be what I teach or how I share my message or how I resonate with people. But I just think that's such an important lesson because you've just said, oh, yep, I was there, pin drop, <laughs> all of that stuff. But in the time, it would have been like, fuck this. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? So if you're going through a struggle at the moment, whether it be business-related, health-related, relationships, whatever it is that you're going through, it might just be in two years, you being able to really make an impact on one person or multiple people's lives because you went through that struggle. So that's something, an exercise I've like developed myself is every time I'm going through something, how is this going to help me teach better? And it can kind of just take you out of it a little bit and almost, uh, this is going to sound a bit crazy, but I almost see it as like the universe is putting me through Australian Ninja Warrior and all all of the struggles that I go through is just like a little exercise. And I'm like, well, once I learn how to do it, then I can teach everyone else how to do it. I literally have a visual of you right now with a sweatband on, you know, just like what are that little like the black tar like underneath. Warm yeah, markings. like underneath your eyes. That is so freaking awesome. But it really does because sometimes we, we, we internalize all of our struggles so much like, oh, this is just me. This is only happening to me. This sucks. Like the world's against me rather than thinking maybe this is something that I need to grow Mm -hmm. and learn from and one day I'm going to be reading a spreadsheet of someone else who's going through this and I'm going to have the answer and that my friends is a business okay you guys need to just start a spreadsheet right now with all the shit you're going through because it will definitely make sense to you one day like this is why I'm going through what I'm going through 100% so just to change gears a little bit I love 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 that but something that you said was back when you were describing your story a moment ago um, was that it did kind of take sacrifice you know when you were starting your side hustle obviously you still had a full-time job and you know for those listening might not know that you also have children Mm. you're married so what is how did your days look can you just describe because I think some people think it's just so easy for everyone who is already successful forgetting that they actually do have a backstory that they did struggle that they did sacrifice so could you maybe walk through like a typical day of Ruby working her full-time corporate job and building her business on the side yeah sure so I remember this as clear as day I would typically get up at six o'clock in the morning get ready for work get my ass to the train station and it would take about an hour to get to work door to door on the train ride itself i would be posting to instagram to my business page and writing a little uh inspirational note onto facebook because i had a little facebook group at the time as well that hour on the train was spent just on my socials by the time i got to work at about 7 7 30 i would then sit down i had a couple of clients at the time uh writing resumes for them and things yeah. like that so i would spend an hour seven to eight uh with a cup of coffee and some toast 
creating resumes for people. And then eight o'clock through to about 6 p.m. at night, I'd be working my full-time job. Now in that time, if I had lunch breaks free, I would be doing consultation calls. So people would be like, hi, I see you write resumes. Would you be interested to do mine? I'm like, yes. So I would book in lunchtime calls with them. And then on the train ride on the way home, I would then be either quoting them or um, doing something on the business. Typically, if you're sitting on the train, it's idle time. And if you're just flipping through the age, the newspaper, other people's social media channels, there are definitely ways that you can do that. So that's not necessarily sacrificing time. It's just using time more effectively. But I think where the sacrifice came for me was because I have two kids is like I... But when I got home about six o'clock at night, I would spend like two, three hours of intense family time with them, Like nothing would get booked in. But where the sacrifice came in was like 8.30 when you just want to crash and do nothing. You want to just sit on the couch and watch Netflix. I did not do that. I sacrificed that. I jumped straight into like bettering my website, writing blogs, at the time filming YouTube videos, things like that to just help me get that little bit forward. And some nights if I was really in flow, I wouldn't finish until like one o'clock in the morning. So if I'm getting up at six, I could be like five hours worth of sleep. I wouldn't do this all the time guys, but just on, on the occasion, because you are so energized by it and you, in the early, early days, you're burning the midnight oil. Literally that's what I did. But what I've just described is not sustainable. It's just that maybe I'd do it two or three times a week when I felt really intuitively, um, you know, aligned to that sort of work. Yeah, and it, but it got it got it done. Yeah, like that's that's the thing. And I I want to ask you a really point blank question in a second, but something I just really want to touch on is there's no other option. Mm. You know what I mean? It's either you can have all these dreams for having a business and complain about the fact that you've got no time, or you just get it done. Yes. And then the point blank question I have to ask is that you know it, it, you may not have had as much sleep as you needed, and there may have been some sacrifices to make it, but was it worth it? Oh. So worth it, like so completely worth it because now I do get to live into this dream business of mine and I don't at all feel as though I could have done it sooner. It was always the right timing and I'm so grateful for that time that I did have in my side hustle to build the business that I have today. So good, so good because I think it's just so many people will sit there and think it's such a remote end goal they are in the thick of it right now. I don't have the time. I'm tired and it feels so far away, but it doesn't necessarily, it, well, it might be for some people, it does take longer, but at the end of the day, there is an end goal. Like there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it will be worth it. But the only other alternative is to not do it. Yes, exactly. So what do you want more? Do you want the time sitting on the couch watching Netflix now? Or do you want to be sitting where Ruby's sitting eight months later saying it was the best thing I ever did. There's right? a video that I went back and watched that I posted to LinkedIn and it was the last day at work yeah. and the last day I was ever going to be employed. And I was completely elated. Like yeah, that energy and the the joy and the laughter and the fun and play. And I remember saying, this is my new kind of forever. And I just felt this whole new chapter open up blank slate it was so worth it. I love it. When did you know it was the right time to quit? 
and it was actually November 2017, exactly yeah. pretty much one year from uh, right now of this recording. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was in Bali and I wanted to go to Bali to kind of reset. It had been a massive year. And Bali to me is a real spiritual place Definitely. where I really connect to soul and what I want. And when I was there, I really acted as if I yeah. would I would pretend that I was living this digital nomad laptop lifestyle and I had two weeks just there and it was so nice and we hired a cook and a chef and a nanny like all the things that we wanted and went that little bit extra because you know we can be unapologetically extra right (laughs) and um and that was just the best thing and I just thought I don't want to live my life anymore going to an office nine to five I want to live this life yeah and so in November last year, I realized it was time, but I didn't actually leave my corporate job until March 2018. Okay. So it was about six months. Yeah. And then did any part of your business being at a certain financial position play into that? And yeah. like, what do you like just for those listening? Because again, I never really went like the corporate to business route. So I don't, I get a lot of questions about this, but don't really know from my own experience. What advice do you give people who ask you when should I quit my job or when's it right when you know what I mean yeah some people it's not particularly in those days because you're in like a fear-based decision-making headspace yeah and usually those fears are around money yeah what if I don't make money or what if I don't make enough money to cover the bills I can relate to that so if that's you then it's really about your financial runway which we talked about on Erin's YouTube channel And it was really about what's the number that you need to feel confident that you can have three months or six months worth of savings to fall back on. Now, that's a very practical way of looking at it. But if you are definitely more connected to what your soul wants and, you know, that intuition, then it's coupled with knowing and finding that confidence and fully stepping into that life that there is no other option but for you but to live this life and the universe will honor you for that so that's the woo-woo answer to it and I had a combination of both I just sitting in Bali I knew that the universe 100% would have my back I love that and then so on that we had a conversation earlier today when we were at lunch about your own spirituality and I really wanted to talk about this because you know in terms of authenticity I know it's this huge buzzword being vulnerable being authentic um, is this huge thing that everyone it's almost a strategy now these days in Mm. some circumstances but I know for you you're obviously building this brand as a side hustle coach as a speaker as a leader You mentioned something about how it was kind of harder for you to start really letting that spiritual side come into your business and shine. Can you walk us through that journey a little bit? Because I know there are so many people sitting in this audience who think they need to be a certain way to succeed or they can't share parts of themselves because it's going to be detrimental to their brands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I grew up in a very male dominated corporate environment. You know, I was in technology. I was the only girl in the room pretty much every single day for the last three years. And it's not to say like the masculine energy or anything like that can suppress that. In fact, divine masculine is amazing. But I was always told that business is practical and it's strategy. Yeah. What's this mindset stuff? Like, oh, come on. Mindset is just obviously you just do it. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But then I would, when I started my business, that was when I realized that I was missing this whole big chapter to learning about entrepreneurship 
because I didn't place a priority on it. So I started doing a lot of journaling, a lot of meditation, a lot of reflection and gratitude practice. Like I almost call that like your entry level to spirituality. And I loved it. I loved it. But there was, yeah, the gateway. (laughs) But there was always this bigger calling. And I've always been very drawn to the spiritual realm. Like I love seeing people pull cards. I love learning about crystals. I love hearing about the quantum, just all these aspects that are like a little bit deeper. And even so, like you can go even deeper than that. And so my business coach that I hired for the first time, she is extremely spiritual and really helped me unlock a lot of things from that perspective. But I was still scared to talk about it to my audience because of the fear and the limiting belief that people who for following me for all the side hustle strategy would not want to hear about the spiritual side to my journey because it was fluffy and because it was like flaky and all those words, you know, woo woo. And one day, it was, yeah. I was just going to say, I just, I really need to put this distinction in there. In your opinion. In my opinion. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I think sometimes it's like we, we so believe our stories and it's like obviously you realize now in hindsight that that's, that wasn't the case. Um, and we'll continue on the story in a sec. But sometimes we're like, this is fact because it feels so real to us. And we've got to start making that distinction between Absolutely. in my opinion or in my experience and reality. Yeah, because we write our own stories. We can write it in the most negative light and the most restrictive light. And we can't, we can't, we can't, which was my case. I can't share the spiritual side. I can't do it. And then I was like, you know what? I need to honor myself and I need to be able to talk about it because I did feel like it became really constrictive yeah. where it's like I'm sharing this whole side to my business and I'm very transparent. But and yet I was keeping this spiritual side of me really closed up for the fear and maybe this is this goes back to what we we're talking about before um offline was like being the fear of not being liked yeah. and the fear of being shunned by a tribe and a community that you've built up over some time and i remember i actually started creating a couple of posts uh one to linkedin which was actually the scariest one but i thought i'll do the scariest one first yeah. and i wrote an article saying why i believe spirituality in business is such a pivotal part to success in this new okay. age. And that article blew up. Like people were like, oh my God, thank you so much for talking about it on this platform. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, do you see what I mean? Like yeah. you get honored by the universe. Yeah. It's almost like a, yes, yeah. you have said yes to what you knew was always meant to be shared. And then I started to talk about it on Instagram and then on my podcasts and like now it's just out there. I like love I love it. I love my crystals. I set intentions for it every new moon. I know you do that too. Um, you know, I have a new moon ritual. I have a ritual bath once a week with like, so you know, nice. so essential nice. oils and I do my uh, gratitude practice. So I will show that now on Instagram, like unapologetically, yeah. even though some people are turned off by it. Yeah. And, but you know what? Even if they are, they still love me for it and they still love the message. And my following has doubled ever since I've started talking about it as well, which is never the, you know, the strategy. Yeah. It's just the outcome yeah. of honoring your authenticity. I love that so, so, so much. And I was going to say, like, so many people are afraid. And here's the thing, like, let's even get a little bit, like, biological for a second. But so many people are afraid of the exact fear that you said, I will be shunned, was the words that you used. 
that's innate within us that if we stand out we will be cast out of our community and obviously back in you know primitive days that meant death yes. if you're out of the community you're away from the tribe you will be eaten by animals or you will starve to death and that's why it's such an innate fear within us that if i stand out i will be out and that's exactly i love the way you say it explained it i will be shunned by my community but guys we aren't living in you know primitive times where we need to hunt for food we can thrive off standing out and we need to start standing out we've we've grown up in such a you know even when we're younger we're told to like sit down you know don't stand up don't stand out be quiet like these are the things we're told it's no wonder that we have such uncomfortable association with being out and being different but those who stand out as ruby did get rewarded she said that her audience doubled and now they accept her on such a deeper level than they ever would have before because she's being totally 100 unauthentically herself which allows them to do it and that's what only everyone wants right so if you have a message, if there's something you want to share, please just... Just do it. Just do it. Like I, another example that's popped into mind is I actually had two private coaching clients sign up with me because they said they saw a post about my spirituality and my vision for the business. And they said, you know, it's... I, we wouldn't have signed up with you before because, you know, whilst your message was really strong, what was missing was this spiritual aspect, which they both had. Isn't that amazing? And they're like, because you said that, we just knew that you were the coach. coach. Yeah. And this is what I mean, right? It's amazing. And then conversely, I might have maybe lost potential clients, but knowing fully that if I ended up entering a coaching relationship with them, it wouldn't have felt completely 100% aligned for either of us. So it ends up being this way of just magnetizing all the right people to you, right? I love this. And I had a quote the other day. It was in... um... Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. A book called 101 Essays to Change the Way You Think. Everyone should look it up. It's incredible. You can pick it up anywhere, read any part of it. It's amazing. Um, But there was a statistic in there for thought leaders, and it was if you're a true thought leader, someone who's going to create a movement of the right people, the split should actually be 50-50. Mm. 50% of the people should love you and 50% of the people should hate you. If you're doing something where everyone likes you, like being vanilla ice cream, eh, it's okay. Don't hate it, don't love it. You are not going to create any type of movement. You are not going to change the game, as I love to say. You're not going to really do anything where anyone's going to notice you. You have to be okay with the fact that people are going to hate you. Vanilla ice cream with Vegemite. 
Do you see what I mean? (laughs) So you'll have some people listening going, oh my God, I want to try that because it's that salty, sweet experience. And to others it's like, that's disgusting, you know, but it's so true. It's such a polarizing thing. It has to be the way though. Yes, that's right. So vanilla ice cream and Vegemite, you guys need to try it. (laughs) Most people listening are like, oh, there's Aussies and they're damn Vegemite. Vegemite. Constantly. It's our claim to fame, okay? <laughs> it is, even though it's owned by China. <laughs> I saw a BuzzFeed video the other day of um, Americans trying Vegemite for the first time. Same. The reactions were so over the top. Come on, guys, it's not that bad. And also, anyone who takes a spoon and eats Vegemite out of the tub, That's wrong. you are just doing it wrong. That's you need a you to do white it. piece of bread with more butter than you can ever yes. think about and then a tiny minimal, bit of Vegemite. Minimal Vegemite. That's how it works, people. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so Ruby and I are both um, starting a new business where the Vegemite Crusaders yes! are going to go around the world and make people try Vegemite right for the first time. See, so side cute. hustles born out of necessity. And born out of this podcast. <laughs> um, so one thing I really want to talk about because I just think you absolutely dominate is LinkedIn. So for anyone listening, you may have found me through my YouTube channel to get you a better understanding what YouTube is to me, how I've grown my business through YouTube, LinkedIn is to Ruby. She has a billion followers. A billion? (laughs) Something like that. I think it's only 500 million users on LinkedIn. (laughs) Still, you just have tripled it somehow. (laughs) But um, that was great math. (laughs) Anyway, guys, obviously I exaggerate, but she's killing it and I mean literally killing it so why LinkedIn for for starters like obviously I know the backstory but just to explain everyone like how you began your journey on LinkedIn but can you also talk to how would one start their journey on LinkedIn yeah sure I started LinkedIn because the plain and simple answer is it was my main social platform being a recruiter it was the stalking platform to hire people or to poach people from other jobs so I was very comfortable on there what I wasn't comfortable with was actually going out there with my own personal brand because for so long I was representing a company I was like I would literally send you a message to be like, hi, Erin, love your background. My name's Ruby and I represent this company. Would you love to have a coffee with me to find out more? We've got an opportunity that looks really suited to your skill set. But I would never go out there with just, hi, I'm Ruby Lee and you know I'm a side hustle coach. Like yeah. That would just be so uncomfortable for me. But I bit the bullet because my network there was really, really strong. And so LinkedIn actually came out with the video uh, functionality in January in 2018. So it's very, very new. And it was something that I just felt called to do. It was like, just do the video. And I remember posting the first video up there. It was just filmed on my iPhone and it was one minute long. And it was just like, guys, my name's Ruby. And you might've already been connected to me, but I just want to say hello, love that there's now video on LinkedIn. That video ended up getting 15,000 views. And in LinkedIn land, it's a very different algorithm to YouTube, obviously, but there was no one creating video, hardly anyone. And the official statistics are 550 million on LinkedIn, 1% use video, and even less than that. Still to this day? Yep, still to this day, even less than that use it consistently. So I know for a fact that I just 
I'm one of those people that just constantly posts. And in fact, like, you know, you were saying, yeah, like my dad sees your stuff all the time. <laughs> dad was complaining about Ruby's posting schedule the other day. Sure, you're not the only person he <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Henry. <laughs> but in saying that, I, that's, I'm pointing case is that you get so much attention on LinkedIn because everyone's still not quite sure how to use it and how to use it effectively. So it's my mission to help people in their nine to fives go out there on LinkedIn, grow their personal brand on LinkedIn and oh my God, dare I say it, talk about their side hustles as well, really boldly and unapologetically. And I mean, it's just been so fun mixing it up on that platform because you you do, speaking of the 50-50, 50% of people freaking hate it like I've had people on there go get off LinkedIn and just go to Facebook already or I'll have 50% of people saying oh my god thank you so much for just bringing so much light and joy to this platform yeah so what would you say to someone who was still of the mindset that LinkedIn needs to be just for professional use yeah so it is definitely more of a professional sense like my my tip to you if you are wanting to start a LinkedIn video is just go in with what you do from a career perspective, right? So even if you're an entrepreneur, talk about why you built your business, how you make sales in your business, what is your marketing strategy, businessy stuff, yeah. right? But with your personality in mind. So for example, I did a little video yesterday where I was talking about what I've learned eight months into entrepreneurship and I was making myself a cheese and avocado crusket snack. And so yeah. I, I was Mersey Valley cheese, can I just yeah, say? Yeah. So I was just like making, you know lunch and I was showing people like my cheesy hands because I like to crumble the cheese on the cruskets and you know I was just talking and people were like oh my god thank you for making this video I felt like I was in the kitchen with you as opposed to just like talking directly into a camera and just being boring as fuck right like it's about mixing it up and so talk about business but bring your personality into it so we're not as far yet to be like just randomly, this is my cat, like this is my pizza. We're not really there yet on LinkedIn. Not really there yet, but if people do share that, then that's also where you'll be polarizing because people are like, no, don't make LinkedIn a cat meme platform. We're not yeah. ready for that. It's more of a, hey guys, I have a cat and this is my cat working uh, alongside me when I'm working from home and isn't she beautiful and then you go back and talk about business so it's just about weaving that in where do you see LinkedIn going I see LinkedIn going very much the the space that Facebook and Instagram are now so I see it going to ads I see it going to individual profile pages having the opportunity to create ads just like how you can boost a post on Instagram that's not able to be done at the moment I really am like gunning for LinkedIn live that would be amazing Um, because I I do love my live streams Um, but LinkedIn doesn't have that at the moment it's such a new raw platform that if you just want to go in there and just give it a go you will literally see massive instant gratification like that's the one platform where you will see like I've had some clients who will post their first ever videos and they're getting like 12 13 1500 views you know like that's massive to raise your brand so for in terms of brand obviously you use LinkedIn as a platform in which you build your business promote your offerings how do you 
what's the process of generating leads is like does it differ from other social media or is it purely you putting out that content talking about what you've got going on then leading someone through a cta linkedin is definitely i think more of a lottery approach if that's the best way to say it like because it is so open source and i think erin's really similar to youtube right? Like it's so open. You don't know who's watching it. Whilst there are your loyal followers, you can't necessarily say that they're a really tight knit group. Like your tight knit group is going to be an Instagram or a Facebook group. So LinkedIn is something that I just, I talk about something that I value, a couple of tips, and then I'll put a link to say, if you're interested to join my coaching program or my latest offer, here it is. But I do get a lot of people signing up through that. In fact, most of my business has been driven through LinkedIn. Direct messages, obviously, are another for private coaching. You message them or they message you? They message me. And I might just say, you know, I am currently opening up a couple of spots on my coaching. If you're interested, message me. I will instantly get messages saying, yes, I'd love to learn more. So it's still very organic in, in that sense. It's not necessarily like a sure thing but lead generation as with any platform create a shit ton of value Mm -hmm. make a call to action yeah it's as simple as that i love that so i'd love to talk to you about because i think this would be so beneficial for anyone listening who's trying to grow their business specifically as we do go into 2019 is your products something that i have admired since you first reached out to me and even more so since we've become friends is the turnover of products that you're able to create produce and get out to the world as well as sell so first of all how do you come up with so many product ideas so guys when i say products i'm referring to courses uh you know master classes workshops group coaching one-on-one coaching all of that but how do you come up with so many innovative product ideas? I'm such a creative person. Like yeah. my mind is really active, yeah. but it also is really about listening to what my tribe want from me. And they'll tell me just like that spreadsheet I read out. So they'll tell me, they'll say, you know what, Ruby, I really have like, so one answer in here is like where to start. I need to learn to tap into what I have to offer and get inspiration from others to bounce ideas off. I need to get inspiration to start a side hustle in capital letters. So that, for example, was the reason why I started Startline, which is like the 90 minute workshop where it's like, how do you start a side hustle? So someone in my tribe has told me this, Laura, and I'm like, great. So if Laura feels that way, then surely hundreds more of of people will feel that way, which ends up being the reason why when I launch, people are like, oh my God, it's just what I want because there's themes running in responses. So, you know, if you're starting out and you have 20 people on Instagram following you, ask them, message, DM every single one of them and be like, so cool that you're following me. Let me know what you need. How can I help support you? And I think that is the number one way of being able to launch things that your tribe want, not just what you think they might want or need. So that's... That's been just the secret sauce to it all. And I'm so glad you said secret sauce because I was just sitting there thinking 90% of the people listening to this wouldn't do that. Reach out to others. Yeah. 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 And guys, if you're sitting there thinking there's a difference between the people that you admire and the current position that you're in right now, that's the difference. Mm. It truly is 
that extra mile. Just like when we were talking about in the beginning, you know, um, I don't even remember we spoke about it on this podcast or oh yours. Oh, mine. Now. I know. I had we've that before. Talking, we've been talking for like two hours, but, um, you know, uh, something that we have spoken about today is, you know, just going to the effort of like reaching out to people. Um, and I, I said that that was how I truly think I grew my brand and my engagement and my, my community. That was on mine. Okay. There you go, guys. <laughs> You're going to have to go listen to Ruby's podcast as well now. Um, but, but, but that's the thing. It's like that extra mile, those few extra steps that seem a little bit uncomfortable, a lot of effort are the ones that always end up paying off yes. the most. Because you can sit there and try Google, oh, what courses do people need within my niche or something like that, but it's always going to be an assumption. Why not go directly to the source? Yes, they might not respond. Whoa, end of the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, they might not give you a very good answer. Whoa, end of the world. Like, honestly, what is the problem here? Like, it does take effort, and I totally understand that. But just like we said with Ruby in the beginning... Do you want to do that effort and make that sacrifice or do you want to just continue to live the life you're living now? Yes. And lately I've started to basically DM maybe like 10 or 20 people a day on Instagram. It's just something that I've just set myself Responding a challenge. or to reach out? Actually reach out. And especially if they've watched a live stream or if they've commented on something, I'll go in and be like, you know, hey girl, so awesome to... Uh, have you watched the live? Let me know how I can support your hustle. Means a lot to me that you jumped on. Yeah. And I truly mean that because I'm like, oh my gosh, like someone jumped on my live stream. Like it's still so cool when that yeah. happens, right? And do you know the responses? Like, yes, I might get 30% of people that you can see when someone's seen the message, but they don't respond. But then the ones that I do get back are like, you know, a really big scroll on Instagram, basically saying, I've been following you for some time. Thank you so much. You're so inspirational. I do have a question, however, or by the way, do you offer one-to-one coaching? I mean, would someone have said that to me if I didn't reach out and they're wondering, how do I reach out to Ruby? How do I reach out to Ruby? And so I've just gone out and done it. And literally like the last week has been insane for people saying, how do I sign up or how do I coach with you? And it's because I have reached out to them and vice versa. But see, what I think is so powerful with that, just from the one-on-one coaching perspective is People just want to know that you care. Yes. Why the fuck would you give someone thousands and thousands of dollars to work with you if you don't think that they're going to care about you? And often we see people, yes, they might be creating really great content online and they might be putting themselves out there, but you still feel like an individual, you still feel like a number to them. Mm. The fact that you've gone out of your way to speak to that person and that person only in a private form, the any hesitation that they had in their mind about whether you were the right coach because you don't you guys don't understand at any one time you probably have a handful of people in the decision making process of whether or not they should work with you or buy from you it's so at any one time and that little extra step that you've taken has just been that tick over the edge for someone contemplating is ruby right for me or is jane right for me or is you know frank over there right for me You've just reached out and caught them in that decision-making process and then they've said, wow, yeah. she cares. Yeah. I spent an hour this morning then taking all their email addresses because they were like, yes, I'd like to find out more. And I was just responding to them in email and sending out coaching packages that I would not have been able to do 
necessarily if I didn't do the direct messaging and reach out. Same with LinkedIn, same with Facebook. So this is the stuff that you think, oh, you know, they have it so easy. No, you actually have to do the work and consciously put yourself in a position where it's like, how badly do you want it? But also, does it feel aligned? Does it feel expansive? It feels expansive to me when I do that because it's being generous. It's actually going out to be like, how can I help Help you? you? With no intention, of course, either. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to like poach one-on-one clients dream. (laughs) That's not. It's like, how can I serve better? Yeah, and sometimes it's not the coaching example. Sometimes it's like, man, I fucking hate my day job. Did you ever feel this way? I'm like, well, yeah, I've got a podcast episode. What happens when you feel like you're procrastinating in your career? I sent it to this one client, uh, this one client, maybe she will be, but this one follower of mine who's just like, oh my God, thank you. I have just taken a page full of notes from your podcast. And it's like, do you know how abundant that feels? Raving fan as well. Raving fan. Raving yep. fan. Guys, you have to listen to Ruby's podcast to know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, yeah, that's so, so powerful. And oh, this is such a big misconception that I think a lot of people have as well is, you know, you with your billion followers, um, you know, me with a certain level of people in my audience, they think that there's no effort involved. You just create something and million dollars straight in your back pocket, right? My coach is a seven-figure earner, multiple seven-figure earner, and he still has to go out there and do the launch, sell the product, talk about it, promote, do the ads. It's not just by the certain amount of followers or podcast downloads or YouTube views that you have that all of a sudden you just like anything you create, even if it's a bag of dog poo, people are going to buy. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You know, maybe it might in, you know, people with millions and millions and millions of YouTube subscribers, they create a t-shirt and make a lot of money off it. But it's not like that with coaching, products, services, online learning and things. You still have to sell. You still have to put yourself out there. You still have to like do the work. But, you know, something that I really took away from Ruby is like, it doesn't feel like work. For no. You. you said it felt expansive and that's, truly when you're doing something you love like actually even talking now with you Mm. right we're recording on both of our podcasts yeah it is technically work because we're putting it up on our social channels but we're hoping that this is valuable that you guys can listen to this and take away what you will from it but when we finish recording we're going to have to edit it put it up on the podcast like it takes time yeah but it's just like having a chat with my bestie literally oh my god we're getting like joe rogan length now as well <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure oh no, it's only 49 minutes that's right you still got another two hours wait guys. wait wait. how did you do that changed it to the time where just how this little arrow down oh my god there. i have never done that before there you go anyone who's recording on garage band if you want it to be set to show you the time rather than the beats there's a little arrow Uh, learn something new every day (laughs) um but one thing i'd really 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 like to finish on is that exact conversation that we just had about selling do you like because again you know the creation of products was one thing but something that i always really admired from you is you just look so comfortable promoting and selling and you know you're creating all these amazing courses and talking about them like it it doesn't even feel like you're necessarily selling I only know you are because obviously we talk about it plus I'm in the same business essentially um but have you ever had a real like is that something that came quite naturally to you like promoting and selling products or is it something you've had to kind of like work on and develop oh gosh being a recruiter I'm, i was always selling some someone else yeah. it's, it's like being in pr yeah you can talk someone else up to high heaven and see all of their qualities and their potential 
But when it came to me and my work, yeah. it was so hard. Really? At the, at the start, I would literally shake like before I would talk about my product. My call to actions were so soft you literally could not hear them. They yeah. were like, so yeah, I've just created this new program and if you really want to like sign up, like, you know, I would just, I would get really yeah. nervous. So it was definitely something I had to work at. And then it just clicked. It clicked the moment I started watching Gabby Bernstein. Wow. When she said, why don't you want to share your great work? And I thought, oh my God, that's all selling is, right? Yeah. You're just sharing something that you believe in so much. And I knew that I always did. Yeah. I knew that the work I did was going to transform people and help them step into their own confidence. And yet I wasn't confident selling that. Yeah. It was as soon as that mindset shift happened that I was like, I'm just sharing this product with my very best of friends and tribe members and community out there who I know I can help. Yeah. That's all it came down to. And, you know, it might not have been the right timing for certain people and others are like, oh my God, thank you for creating this. And it just becomes a natural way of conversation now. So that's really what it came down to for me. I love that. And I've had a similar experience as well. Um, I don't It wasn't Gabby Bernstein. It was someone, I can't remember who it was, but it was actually a lot more aggressive than that. It was along the lines of it's actually really selfish of you not to. Not to, yeah. Like super, super selfish. Yep. You've I got this all incredible product that mm. could change people's lives yep. and you're being a little bitch about it basically. Yep. Like, yep. Just, You've been gifted this this amazing ability to help someone and you're not sharing it. Yeah. And, you're, and it's selfish. Selfish like, it is. Yeah. Yep. It is at the end of the day. It's like put your crap aside. You are here. We are all here to help each other. Yes. That's it. Like Ruby and I were just having a talk about before, like both like such humanitarians and like literally at the end of the day, I totally, totally believe, even though obviously there's lots of stuff going on in the world, I really do believe that we are all here to help one another. That's why we have such community mentality. But if you're not telling people about how you can help them, yes. you are doing such a disservice to the entire world. Think of, do you know something it's, it's, that I really often think about to step yourself outside of those fears is the knock-on effect of helping someone. Sometimes I think about, okay, so if I helped Susie over here start her business and she's finally doing something she loves, then she's going to stop being a bitch to her husband who's then got a very important job in the government who's going to stop going to work cranky, who's then going to make really massive changes to this government sector, which is then going to help this whole community, which is then going to help the entire globe because oh, it started this initiative. Love that. It's like Just how from you pay it forward. But that's what I mean. If you sometimes think about the links of like, and that's not to say like, I'm so freaking great on changing the world, but every single person, if you do the best you can to make an impact on every single person you come in contact with, whether or not, you know, they end up becoming a client, I'm paying you obviously we all need to make money that's a different story but if you just do the very best you can to help every single person they're going to be a better person to help others and agree truly everyone has the ability to change the world in their own little way i totally agree i it, it's so true and so much of what you have just said i wish i had heard in the very early stages of starting a business and learning how to sell learning how to promote and so if you guys are listening to this and it's brand new to you this is gold this is so gold yeah i love it anyway guys i think that's an awesome 
awesome note to end on because we might get too deep and start crying over here otherwise <laughs> thank you so 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 much Ruby for coming on honestly I want to have you on like 10,000 times more we also recorded an episode on Ruby's podcast which I will leave linked below but we've also had another kind of quick to the point side hustle chat on my YouTube yes and it made it to the Daily Mail oh, yes. <laughs> I love both pictures oh my god Daily Mail that's another story in itself picture of you in like pajama like my denim shot. Shorts. me in like ripped jeans they're like talking about how like Why? successful we are and of course they choose pictures where we look like literally hobos yeah <laughs> i'm like okay whatever that's fine but anyway that was really cool <laughs> but um for everyone who's listening where can they find you what you got going on how can you serve them how can you help them tell us everything come over to instagram my handle is at underscore ruby lee underscore that is where i literally will share all of the great work that i have to offer you'll also see behind the scenes of my business as well lots of motivational good good stuff around the side hustle um also if you are on linkedin just come and find me ruby lee and listen in on the podcast own your hustle i love it so much thank you so much ruby thank you So that is it for today's episode. I really hope that it was helpful for you and that you took away some key information about how you can grow a profitable and memorable personal brand online. If you have not already, I would very much appreciate it if you would leave me a review on iTunes if this podcast helped you in any way. And of course, come hang out with me either on Instagram at Erin May Henry or in the May Collective Facebook group. Now, go out there and become known online.